All right, we are going solo tonight with this uh, <laughs> emergency pod on the uh, the R. Bill Simmons podcast. Um, it's just me, Jokers, the uh, Sixers fan. So if you want to turn this off and tell me to, uh, you know, go jump into a lake, that's fine. But I wanted to talk about uh, the Sixers Celtics game because that was. An all-time game, an all-time game one for a variety of reasons, but just the, just the thing about this week about how it really felt like up until yesterday that this whole knee injury that Joel Embiid had suffered seemed kind of minor, and then you hear about how you know, it's like, oh, well, it's not really a grade one. It's more like a grade two, which is a, honestly, is more like a four to six, six week injury. It's also the LCL. It's not like the meniscus that he tore two years ago where he could play on it. This is a lot more painful. Um, and so he had, up until yesterday, he made the trip to Boston. And who knows if he'll play game two. If I'm the Sixers, as much as I want to, see see what would if they could take another one in Boston it's like if he feels like he's ready for in game two I guess you want to try to give it a go but there's a lot of uh there's a the the famous Ewing committee has been sent to Boston although I will take a look at this and give my own take on it um I've said this in the as much as Embiid makes this team ceiling so much higher, it makes him a championship contender. The Celtics always play him well, even going back to you know all the way back to twenty eighteen, and that game where he scored fifty two points. So it, uh, I think it was like you know, about four weeks ago. You know, Joel. You know he went twenty of twenty five. Like, he, they basically threw it to him at the elbow. He kind of stood at the elbow. He just kept making jumper after jumper after jumper. Didn't seem like he was missing anything that night. And they kind of just sold out on just kind of defending him at that spot, that free throw spot. And they, they so where people want to say, like, well, you know, it seems like the Sixers are playing again, playing better get with without him than with him. There's a double-edged sword to that. I will say that offensively, when he's not in the game, there are times where they're they're able to be more mobile in the offense. They're able to get fast break opportunities. But you saw tonight a lot of times. The part of the reason the Celtics lost this game, they I felt like they. I think it was partially the Sixers won the game and partially this, the Celtics blew it. I'm not going to sit here and say that there was a the Celtics losing this game. They had a hand in losing it because they did. Um, what was working so well in the first half is that the Celtics were getting to the paint at will and they just kind of abandoned that. They started settling um, because the, the twos that were good. And it's also a thing where the Sixers made a lot of threes tonight. Um, Harden was incredible. He went seven and fourteen from three, forty-five points total. Um, I think that 
Melton hit a lot of threes himself. He was, Melton, Anthony Melton was very good. Maxie, who was very, he was kind of, um, you know, he his first half wasn't so hot, but he really warmed up in the second half, even after banging these with Jalen Brown. Um, so Maxie was able to make a lot of threes. And so their entire strategy was just, you know, we're going to kind of outpace these guys. And if we're hanging around by the end of this, you know, game, we're going to make it so that we're, you know, we're going to slow it down a bit. And I'm not going to lie, at, at times the offense looked un, you know, you know, looked very unsustainable is the word. Like it, it really looked unsustainable about how they were able to do all these things, make all these threes. But defensively, it just was like they they were a turnstile. And I feel like the Sixers really need to win. Obviously, they need to win this game because had they not, it the, the way they got the production out of Harden with his 45 points, and it was the most playoff points he had in his entire career. If they didn't get that production out of Harden or if it went to waste... I, I just can't see the Sixers, if you're looking at this, being down 1-0, not sure when Embiid's going to return. You're saying to yourself, can you really win four out of six games? Now it's like, okay, you got the first game. Is it, to me, is it kind of a thing where, you know, it, it's going to be still difficult to win three more games in a series, depending on Joel's health. Um. And again, you're not going to make all these threes again. You're just not. It's it's not so, the amount of the the amount of shooting ability they have tonight was just overall not sustainable for the long term. Um, other things about this game. Um, let's see. Tobias Harris actually showed up, hit a big three. There was a point where uh, I think the I think the Celtics had got a three point player or three pointer. It was like one oh seven, one oh four. And they come right back down, the Sixers. And Harden has this great assist where he kind of just dumps it over the back of his head to Tobias Harris, who's starting at the top top of the three-point line. And I swear to you, I when when that pass was coming, I saw he was wide open. I thought he was going to miss that three to, give, to tie the game up. And when it went in, I kind of sat back and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, like maybe they might steal this game. <laughs> It really didn't click until that the Sixers were going to pull this off until, of course, the Brogdon, the Brogdon turnover, the bad pass by Brogdon, and uh, he threw it right to Maxi. He threw it to, and and there was a little bit of confusion because Maxi looked like he had walked. He thought he had heard the whistle, which was controversial. I don't know if you could say it was a because the pass went right to him and they didn't wave off the. Uh, the the shot clock, it's kind of tough to say whether or not that affected it or not, or if you would have blown the play dead. But I think it was a bang play and play, and Maxi was off to the races. He had complete control of the ball to give them the lead, and I think overall it's just a thing where you look at this Philly team, and I all all day all day I saw in sports sports media, and you could even talk about last night where. Bill had foolishly said, and I quote, I feel like Atlanta is a better team 
than the Sixers without Embiid. And which, to my, to my disgust about that, because I, I know Bill has a lot of bad takes, um, or hot takes, or whatever he wants to have, but this one was a, really disgusted me, because by having him say that, you look at one of the last regular season games of the season where the Sixers went to Atlanta they had already locked themselves in the three spot. They decided not to play in any of their starters and, and DeAnthony Melton, who's their sixth man. So their top six guys are not playing. The Hawks play everyone. Everyone's healthy because they got to improve their spot into the playing tournament. And the Sixers, the, what, what I'll call them the JV Sixers, or Delaware Blue Coats, Blue Coats, which is their minor league team, they go into Atlanta and just beat them. They beat them in overtime. So we're watching, you know, when we're watching playoff basketball and I'm watching Boston Atlanta, I watched a few of those games. I said that my concern for the Celtics is that for this supposed juggernaut, they, there are times where they just kind of fall asleep and they just kind of like, they have, I think the top, the, the one to seven, honestly, I think their one to seven is the best in the league. By far, I think it's better than anything Denver has, Phoenix has, um, Golden State, um, it, 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 or Philly for that matter. I think that they're one to seven guys. Um, whether that's you know if you want to say Tatum, Brown, White, Smart, Horford, Robert Williams, and uh, Brogdon, like that's a that's a very very good seven guy rotation. And tonight, it just seemed like some guys were performed. Tatum Tatum showed up. T- they wasted a really good Tatum game tonight. He had 39 points. And uh, down the stretch, he just kind of, something kind of was off. He, he kind of like, I don't want to say it was like he shot them out of the game, but he just, they got away from him at times. It, it, it didn't seem like he was able to, um, you know, be comfortable scoring. Even though the Sixers had parts of that time in that first half, it was like he was getting switched on Maxi. And, you know, as much as I love Tyrese Maxi as a scorer, it's like he can't really guard anyone under that's about 6'5 like or over, you know. So Tatum was taking him, you know, to ram every single time. So what to do about the Sixers? I I said on the preview pod, I said the winner of this series, I said the winner of this Celtics-Sixers series, not only, I believe, is, you know, going to the finals, I think that they're going to win the whole thing. Because they, the winner of the series has home court advantage for the rest of the playoffs. If, If the Sixers can win this series, pull off the impossible, where it seems like, and Bede's going to at least probably miss another game. And, you know, his leg's kind of compromised right now. If they're able to pull this off, I th- it's like, yeah, the, the, whoever wins this series is the favorite to win the whole thing, and I think they're going to do it. That's the sneaky thing about the Sixers this year is that um, there's a lot of games like tonight where in years past, and I don't know if it has to do with their toughness, their belief in the team, maturity from like 
Joel or James or whoever, that there's a sense like when they fall behind, they're not out of the game. They've they've won, they've come back from multiple games this seri- this seri- season where they've fallen down 15, 20 points, and they come back and win the game. The, the most notable example was the uh, Milwaukee game where Harden went off in that game. I think, you know, especially in the fourth quarter where they went to Milwaukee and they beat Milwaukee. And the other game was uh, their home against Memphis, and I think they were down by like 20 midway through the third quarter, and they came back and beat Memphis when who was at full strength that, that day. And I believe, um, I believe they were down against Denver, um, both games. The one that they were Embiid played against Jokic at home, and uh, you know they were down by like fifteen points at one point in the third quarter, and they came back. And then even the game they lost, where Embiid did not play, where they were at Denver, and they had basically the hosp- the hospital team come out and uh, ended up cutting the game to like one possession game in the last five minutes. So this Sixers team has, in years past, has, there's a sneaky grittiness to them. And it has to, I mean, part of it's P.J. Tucker, but it's other guys like McDaniels. Um, I know he didn't play uh, tonight. Shake Milton, um, George Niang, who, you know, I didn't love, you know, he had a, he had a three tonight, but I don't love George Yang minutes against this against this Celtics team because he's just not a good defender. Um, you know, he can get they can drive by him pretty easily. So other than that, I'm I'm just completely stunned by the win. I, I'm it's one of the biggest if you're going back since this in the last ten years since you which is ten years this this month, uh they had hired Sam Hankey. Um this is one of the biggest wins, playoff wins of their, you know, of their of this run. I guess this Embiid run, and ironically, it didn't involve Embiid because he couldn't play. Um, they do not win this game, in my opinion, if Ben Simmons is on this team. They just don't. It's not. It's not a close series. I mean, James Harden is so much better, and that was the other weird thing. I mean, the the, the weird hatred for Harden this 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 weekend and on, you know, sports radio. Harden, you know, he he has had meltdowns in the past, but considering how important he is as a playmaker for this team, like he, you know, if Embiid's not in the game, like he has to he's like he has to be the conductor. He has to figure out how how fast, how, you know, controlled the game, like, you know, like Chris Paul gets a lot of credit for, but James really doesn't get the credit for. Sometimes, yeah, James has games where he completely flames out, but this is an example where when you ask me, it's like, well, who do you prefer career-wise, James Harden or Chris Paul? It's like, I prefer James Harden for this exact reason because Chris Paul never does this. He he never really did this. Maybe in his, um, you know, his mid-20s. But James's prime, his peak is so much better, so much better than Chris Paul, and um, even in this new role, where I think if you were going to say, you know, 
what version of Harden, like, if you were judging, like, Houston Harden is obviously the best version of Harden there is. And I think, I think most people would agree that Brooklyn Harden was the worst. Because, you know, he, he didn't look healthy. Um, he didn't seem like he had a purpose. He kind of seemed like he was just kind of part of a group of three guys. And even OKC Harden, you know, was starting to flourish by the, the, his last season with the team. So this version of Harden is nowhere near Houston Harden, but it's it's like a a minus version of it or B plus version of it, and it's really damn good at the end of the day. Um. That said, I I think that Game Two is going to be interesting for the Sixers. I just think that, um, you know you got to really make a decision here of whether or not you want to start Embiid on one leg to try to steal another game. Because the, the, the amount of non-believers are going to be quickly converted if somehow the Sixers are able to win game two in Boston. If, it, if they go back to Philly up 2-0, um, I don't want to say this series is over because I respect Boston... Uh, more so than any team in the league this year. Um, but it's it's one of these things where it's like you they they're in serious trouble. Because, while I don't think the Sixers would go back and sweep them, I think that they, winning one of those games at home, going up three one, even with Doc Rivers and his famous infamous history, you know, that would pretty much be the end of the Celtics at that point for this year and. Like I said, um, we don't know what's going to go on with the Knicks heat. We don't know if Jimmy Butler's healthy. Yeah, they stole game one. Julius Randle's not healthy for the Knicks currently. He's having an ankle issue as well. So like I said, I feel like if if they can get Embiid back to... They can win this series, and even if Embiid's like at 80% the rest of the way, or at least through the conference finals... um, I think they beat the Knicks or the Heat, given the given the current roster setup. So, um, other than that, um, I'm trying to think of any other notes. Um, you know, Warriors won. Um, Warriors won yesterday. I it, 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 there was a part of me by before the game. I I had, you know, I had said like I wasn't sure how it was going to go, and I kind of got swayed. I'm like, why am I betting against Steph Curry? Like, why am I betting against the, the Warriors who have won four titles in the last, uh, uh, you know, in the last eight or nine years? And ultimately, that's what I was. It's like, it's a believe it when I see it type of thing. It's a believe it. Sometimes you win so much, like some of these dynasties are win so much that you're more shocked. It, it's kind of like, I don't want to call them a dynasty, but when we saw the Bucks lose to the Heat, they were, you know, it was a shocking, shocking loss. Not just because they lost in five games, which was, that was absurd, but just the fact that they lost because they had the best record in the league. And they had, they had a history of winning championships. They had won championship, uh, the championship two years ago. So Golden State, it's like, as good as this Sacramento team is, they they... Luck of the draw for them, 
poor luck of the draw for them was to face the champs in round one. It's like, um, it's tough to bet against the, the defending champs. It really is, especially in round one. And ultimately, I think that, you know, Steph, yeah, he had to have a superhuman game. It's the most points in a game seven by any player. Uh, and, and he did it on the road and he did it in, you know, 50 points. And a lot of people have said, like, where are we ranking Steph now? Because to me, Steph is ahead of KD. It's not... There's no argument where you could say Kevin Durant... As much as I love Kevin Durant, there's no argument that you could say Kevin Durant's better than Steph Curry. Um, Steph Curry... There's a rare breed of players, opposing players, that when they're when they're playing you know in, in basketball where you almost have the fear of god of, of uh, you know they put the fear of god in you and steph is one of these guys um mj had that kobe had that um you could say lebron in a lot of ways is like that but steph i think the weird i think the crazy thing about steph is that his superpower is basically like I can make a three pointer, which is you know obviously worth more than two, but I can make a three pointer anywhere on the floor. You have to guard me essentially as soon as I get over that that half court line because I could fire away from anywhere and make it if you give me a step and I think that's the most frightening thing about stuff is like we've said this about um Steph for a very long time, but, you know, now he's 35, and he's still playing at such a high level, and as long as he just stays healthy, like, he can, the way he plays, he can continue doing this into his early 40s, just, just as a scorer, just as a shooter, like, if he chose to play into his early 40s, I think he would be, you know, as long as his, his body held up, like, he, he could do this. It's it's a different freakish level than, you know, LeBron, where LeBron is like, yeah, he's the all-time Iron Man. Um, he's the all-time Iron Man of, uh, you know, players who've played so many minutes and so many games. But, you know, Steph doesn't have to rely on athleticism. He, he re- relies on his dribbling ability, shooting ability, and... Even if he were to lose, you know, lose a step just based on his quickness, I don't, I don't think it would affect him that much because he's such a scary shooter. You know, he could easily put up like fifteen, twenty points in his early forties just from shooting threes. Um, so I'm sticking with my pick. I, I'm, I'm going to pick Warriors over Lakers. It's going to be a fun series. It's going to be a good series. And as I'm talking right now, we're we just started the second half between the Suns and Nuggets. It's uh the Suns are up by two. I, I'm I'm concerned about the Suns too, and I picked them to come out of the West because there's a weird over reliance on mid range jumpers that I've never I have not seen from a lot of these teams, it's it's kind of weird, and I, 
I think that's I think Bill Bill had, Ryan had said that the other night. It's like I don't know what Phoenix is. I, I it's like there, it's four guy four really good players and a bunch of G leaguers. It's not even like I could qualify any of these guys or washed up role players or G leaguers like Tory Craig or uh Terrence Ross or TJ Warren or uh Ish Wainwright, you know. I guess they have a solid backup big in Biombo and a solid backup point guard in campaign, but and uh Landry Shamet, but it's it's not a great they I wouldn't say they have a a, f- a five man unit that I could honestly depend on unlike the other players the other teams in the league right now. I, I that are left. I like the the Heat are barely held up right now, but I'm not picking the Heat to go to the finals. Um and if you look at the Lakers and Warriors, it's like, yeah, uh an injury would really hurt them, but they could fill in any they have enough players where they have like a six or seven man rotation. Whereas the Suns, I don't even know if they have four guys. They could they I don't even know if they have five guys, you know. So that's something to keep my eye out. Um I don't know when we're going to do the next pod, uh, whether or not that's an emergency pod. Uh, and it, it could be, it, we could do one later this week, but if they somehow pull off, like I said, going back to the Sixers series, if they somehow pull off another uh, win on Wednesday, I mean, that's that's red alert. That's really red alert. But if you're going to ask me right now, I said, I, I I regrettably said, I said, I felt like the Celtics were going to end up winning the series just because of the, the uncertainty of them being. It's like, if you think I'm suddenly going to flip, it's like, I just, it's hard for me to say. It's it's just like the Bucks in the Heat series. Oh, man, Durant just went down hard. Um, on a foul, sorry. But... It's hard for me to it's it's the believe it when I see it we we've seen the Sixers uh, this is the sixth time they made the playoffs in a row the four out of the first five times they made it to the second round the only time they didn't it was because they lost they got swept in the bubble by the Boston Celtics and so in this case it's like it's a believe it when I see it if the Sixers pull off the huge upset and it's gonna be an upset if it if they did then I think they're in the driver's seat to win the whole thing. So, but until then, I'll believe it when I see it. I think Boston's favored to win this series. I think they will win this series, in part because Embiid's not healthy, in large part. And as much as I hate to say it, it's like I think Boston, if they're able to shake the cobwebs off here, I think that they can beat any team in the West because they have home court, so... Um, and other than that, I got nothing else to report. Uh, I just wanted to do an emergency pod and see how, you know, normally I don't do these, uh, solo ones, but we'll, we'll, we'll do, uh, we'll possibly do a pod by the end of the week. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, and tribe will be back and you guys will get annoyed that tribe is back (laughs) as much as we, as much as I love tribe, but, uh, so it, it, so other than that, um, I'm going to see myself out, uh, like, and subscribe, you know, 
follow um, if you want to comment for the pod and all that, and if you want to if you want to be a guest, uh, let myself know or even let tribe know, and you know like and so- subscribe to our Twitter as well, our Bill Simmons uh, pod, the our Bill Simmons podcast. All right, talk to you later. Peace.